On a Saturday in October 2022, Rashim Carter, a 25-year-old black man visiting rural Taylorsville, Mississippi for work, called his mother in a panic. He said some white guys were following him in trucks, yelling racial slurs. He feared they would hurt him. One month later, law enforcement discovered Carter dead in a wooded area near Taylorsville. He had been dismembered. The police said they did not suspect foul play. And yet the question remains, what happened to Rashim? everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going it is going well it is going very well still still processing i think court today in the yeah. case and just processing the what does this mean for the long term in this case and how it changes things and mm-hmm. you know it's all a pretty big head game it is well and also you and i were just talking about uh you know having lots of online conversations with people that are really misunderstanding this ruling or just really despondent and not uh you know not not taking this well so well or just blaming the judge like the judge is corrupt mm-hmm. or something and i mean legitimately he had no choice no. To, this was the only way to actually save this case right and put it to trial when it's supposed to go to trial and not make it immediately at risk for appeal and being overturned and oh yeah you know i mean I, between lori not it, waiving uh her right to a speedy trial and the prosecutors making a big mistake yeah the judge's back was against the wall well yeah because what what do we want the other option was uh drop the charges and start over yeah, you want that? I don't think anybody wants that. Least Dear of all, God. her attorneys and her, they don't want that either. Nobody no. wants that. Um, no. So this well, and is, the state definitely doesn't want that. This has already no. cost the state of Idaho, some, or the, uh, well, mostly the county of Fremont, mm-hmm. uh, $3.6 million. Yeah. You have to start over? Yeah. Due to a mistake made by the prosecutor's office. Yeah. This was this was the right choice. I genuinely it think it is. It saved this case so that it could actually go to trial. And yeah, you know, I it it was the right thing. It sucks, but it's the right thing. Right. Well, and you can be mad at the judge for a lot of things. You, you know, can. you want to be mad at the judge about cameras? Go for it. If you want to be mad at the judge about other rulings, fine. But it just ain't it. No, be mad at the prosecutor's office. You want to be mad at somebody? Yep. This was their fuck up. Just 100%. genuinely was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, this uh, episode has nothing to do with Daybell Vallow. I know. My <laughs> head is spinning, but I had to get my head around other true crime. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to actually kick the mic over to you for our first uh, segment, and that is going to be a missing person's spotlight. Yeah. So let's talk about this young man. This is Scotty Morris. Scotty is missing out of Indiana. 
And he has been missing since, uh, this is Eaton, Indiana. He's been missing since the 16th of March, which was last Thursday. Uh, he left his house after, well, we'll show you a picture of what had gone, do gone down. Uh, he was very upset. He left his house. He was wearing um, black shoes, red and black shorts, and a white t-shirt. And the white t-shirt has some writing on the front of it. Yeah. Let's look at that writing. Here we go. This is the picture that the parents gave the police as the most recent picture they have of him. Uh -huh. He is wearing a t-shirt that, you know how you see people like put signs in front of their dogs to shame them for their behavior. And it's funny. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's not funny when you do it to your children. Yeah. It says I'm a liar. I hurt my little brother. I cheat something about parents. Like there's a whole list of things. Uh -huh. and he's being forced to wear this shirt. They're taking photos of him wearing this shirt. Uh -huh. He's obviously been crying and looks very distressed. No, There's also a drawing on the T-shirt the of a crying face. Yes, there mocking is. Mocking him. Yeah. Yeah. So he took off from his house. Um, he is a very vulnerable child. He is uh -huh. at risk. He needs medical treatment, and he has now been missing. Today is the 21st. He has been missing since the 16th yeah. of March. His town has come out in full force looking for him. Yeah. They have um, done foot searches everywhere they can possibly think of to do and have found absolutely nothing. So they've stopped the foot searches for now. The sheriff said that they just feel like they've looked everywhere by on foot that they can. They're going to do some sweeps of houses beginning tomorrow. Uh -huh. It's possible that Scotty is being harbored by someone because there are real questions about Scotty's parents and what the hell's going on in this house. Yeah. Um, his parents have been investigated. Even they have even had polygraphs. Yeah. Um, now the police are looking elsewhere, although I bet they're not totally done looking at them. Mm -hmm. um, but they're wondering, is Scotty being harbored somewhere? Is he hiding out in someone's basement or garage or shed? If I were Scotty, I'd be afraid to come home. Yeah. With this situation, if I For were him. sure. And it's been spring break too, right? Yes, it's been spring break. And so there's a thought that maybe there are people out of town and that he's just snuck into somebody's house and he's just hiding out. Um, and a house where maybe people aren't home or he's in somebody's garage or in a shed or something because he's afraid. Yeah. There's obviously some abuse. This is a, at the minimum emotional abuse going on yeah. here. Um, so there are a lot of questions about what's going on, but I think everybody's really, really worried about Scotty. Oh, we just very good found. Yeah. And obviously, okay. Yeah. Hopefully he's found and that he's okay and safe and that he gets some help. Yeah. His family to resolve some of the issues that are clearly going on there. Uh -huh. oh, so, this case absolutely breaks my heart. Uh, me too. Here's the missing poster one more time. His name is Scotty Dean Morris. He's missing from Eaton, Indiana since March uh, 16th. If you see him or hear anything about him, please just call 911 uh -huh. and tell them that you know something and they will get you to the right police department. And, you know, these things always have phone numbers on them, but it doesn't really matter. You can call your local police department and say, I know of a missing kid and they will help you. Yeah. And so yeah, hopefully sure. getting Scotty's face out there and his name out there 
we can um, help to find him and yeah. get him home safely. God, I hope this kid's okay. This case just I kills me. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking. Imagine having a missing child and the most current picture you have of him is him wearing that. Yeah. Also, you know, there was a, a, a plea made by mom on the news yesterday. I got to tell you, it was fairly insincere. And it was really kind of all about her. It wasn't, yep. you know, she said, we love you, blah, blah, blah. But she just kept saying, I need you home. I need you home. And I was like, that's not, none of it felt like, a, I'm sorry if this upset you. We didn't There was no, I'm you. sorry. No. no, there wasn't. It wasn't the kind of appeal that I would have expected, which again, makes me real worried that something not right going on in this situation. So yeah. keep an eye out for Scotty, particularly if you are in that area, if you're in yeah. India. And if you see anything or hear anything, please report it to the police. Yeah. So help this young man be found safely. And Absolutely. I'm going to kick the mic back to you for our main case. Well, okay then. Well, speaking of cases that are tugging at my heart, my God, it's Rasheem Carter case. I don't know if you guys know oh. case. It actually this happened in October, and it's only really just now getting very much traction in the news. Yeah, this I had only just heard about it for the first time last week. And it needs a lot of traction in the yes, news. It does. So I'm going to mostly refer to an article from Mother Jones. They did an excellent investigation into this case. Um, I'll share it in the case notes. I've got a couple of other, other resources for you there too. But I really urge you guys, if this case uh, grabs at you like it did me, to do more research, to pay attention, to see what, uh, you know, let, let's keep the public aware of this case. Let's keep eyes on this case. It really needs it and deserves it. And you'll see why when we uh, dive in here. Yeah. So this started in early October. Rasheem Carter, he's 25. He was visiting rural uh, Mississippi to a town called Taylorsville. He was working there. So Rasheem had a little seafood restaurant mm -hmm. that was doing great until COVID happened. And then it uh, flatlined. Mm -hmm. So he's been trying to earn enough money to get his restaurant back open. And he was working. He has some training in welding. So he had taken a temporary job at a factory near Taylorsville that processes lumber that needed some welding work. Mm -hmm. And it had not been a great experience. He actually had told his mother that a guy that he works for there and he were not uh, seeing eye to eye and that if something happened to him, that that would be who they should look at because he felt oh. like he had people that would want to hurt him. That's a terrifying message to get from your kid. Yep. So they are from Fayette. So mom was in Fayette. <coughs> and so he called his mom uh, in early October in an e on an evening and told her, that he, that some white guys were following him in trucks, yelling racial slurs, and he was mm -hmm. scared. And he was 20 miles away from his hotel. Apparently, he usually rode back to the hotel with a coworker, but this night that wasn't, uh, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. 
So he didn't have a ride to get to his hotel. So mom tells him, well, you need to go to the police station. So she stays on the phone with him and he goes into the Taylorsville police station for help. So mom is on the phone listening to this conversation. Mm-hmm. So she t- he tells the officers that he was being followed and he asks them for a ride back to his hotel in Laurel, which is 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. And they tell him, no, that that's out of their jurisdiction and they don't just give people rides. So then someone there tells him that uh, he doesn't have any business here. He needs to leave. So they don't even let him stay there to be safe. They kick him out. So the next morning, he's still scared. And he goes back to the police station and again tells them that he's scared. He doesn't know what to do. And he needs a ride to his hotel because there are men that are after him that he feels like are going to harm him. Mm -hmm. And again, the police brush him off so his mom sends a friend to pick him up but she's not going to be able to be there till about 1 30 in the afternoon so mom tells him just sit tight stay right there i'm going to get somebody there to pick you up and get you out of here okay so when the friend gets there he's gone like gone gone nobody has any idea so He's missing for a whole month. The family forms multiple search parties and, and then a March. Um, They're not getting any help from the police at all. Oh, that's just disgusting. And they ask the police if they've done any searches and they tell them it's a small town and we drove around a while, but we didn't see anything. So you're welcome to wander around and do your own search as long as you stay off of private property. Oh, yeah, because he's probably definitely not on private. What? Mm-hmm. What the hell? We drove around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So true to form, a month later, law enforcement discover a dead body in a wooded area on private property. This is one month, okay? And this is in October to November, right in that time frame. There is a skull and a small small number of bones, as well as his driver's license and personal belongings, hotel room card, and an iPhone battery. One month. One month. My God, what must have happened to his body? Well, the police said, well, that was just, uh, that was just predation. And we don't, you know, no, there was no foul play here, case closed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because people just get skeletonized all on their own, huh? Yeah. In one month. The sheriff told Tiffany Carter, Rashim's mom, that uh, he just went back there and was maybe hallucinating or high and got dehydrated and died. Oh, yes. It's all his fault because he was just a drug addict. Oh, Mm -hmm. boy. Have we heard this bullshit before? Of course. Just like all the Native American women that just wander out and freeze to death. Yes. Just lay down and die. Sure. Oh, my God. Seems legit. So, obviously, mom is not buying this shit. Right? Poor mom. And the family is just like, we just don't understand how you can just write this off as no fair foul play without knowing the manner of death or anything about what happened to this right. boy. So back in this Fayette, boy had been reporting that he was being threatened. Yeah. 
So he for sure just ran out in the woods and died. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seems legit, right? So back in Fayette, the coroner there is also uh, the leader of the local NAACP. His name is Kendrick McDonald. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten involved with the family and, and agreed that the idea that that body would be skeletized by then uh, is is a stretch. Without some assistance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they will not give her any uh, access to his bones. They don't return his bones to her to process or to bury them until February. Well, why? I mean, if it was natural causes. Right. Well, because mostly they just won't talk to her. And when they finally do give the bones back, they involve a private investigator. And the private investigator has said a lot of things. Uh, Bear in mind, this is just the PI and the police department denies most of this. Uh, But here's some things that the PI said. Um, The autopsy report said that there were fractures to the bones that they did find. But the PI says that the breaks were clean. They were smooth, clean cuts. Cuts? And, yeah. Like which dismemberment seem, cuts? Yeah, which seem inconsistent with an animal attack. The PI very also familiar. says... Yeah, things like that around here where someone yeah. dismembered themselves. Mm-hmm. God. The PI also says that his severed penis was found decomposed in his mouth. <sighs> Oh, God. Now, the sheriff's office says that he was completely skeletized, and they don't have any idea why they how they would know that that was true. But there was some other talk of mutilated uh, genitals, so bear that in mind. But that's what well, the, the PI says. The sheriff's office, I'm believing zero yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, the attorney for the family is Ben Crump. Ben Crump is a really nationally known, uh, renowned attorney who's worked on a lot of police misconduct cases. Mm-hmm. And he Good. also says that the skull contained no teeth. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so very hard to look at this evidence and living think. Living shit beat out of him. Yes. Or something. Uh, teeth removed to uh, get in the way of identification. Identify him. Yeah. Yeah. Or just plain old brutality? God. Yeah. So that's kind of where it's at. The sheriff, uh, a guy named uh, Sheriff Smith. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The the Smith County, sorry. Oh, Smith County. Joel Houston. Fuck off, county, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Smith County Sheriff. He says they are still working the case and addressing it from every angle, you know, because this family made a bunch of noise. But there's some really concerning things that have happened, and, and and a lot of this is rumors that are circling about, but at this point, this family's kind of, they're down to listen because no one else is talking, right. you know? So, there was, there's a couple of things that happened that have gotten back to the family that have caused a lot of concern. One is that kids in Taylorsville have been joking that a local resident fed Carter to his hogs. 
Oh, Jesus. And there's a reason why that uh, is going around, that, uh, that rumor. There's two things about that. There is a rumor that a, a grade school-aged kid found, walked out to their pig pen and found a dead body in their pen that the pigs were eating. Oh, my God. And, yeah. I mean, imagine that. There's also... Sorry, I'm scrolling down. It's a really, really long article. And not all of it has to be uh, told in this uh, report. But after those initial bones were found, uh, uh, sometime later, the police called and let mom know that they had found more bones spread throughout this two-acre lot. So they had found a little bit more. And they did turn those bones over as well. They, They all were turned back over to the family but uh, a property owner in Taylorsville alerted law enforcement that he found an image on his hunting camera of a man he didn't recognize walking on his land. And that is what the picture is. I'll show you again. That's this picture. Oh, boy. So for some reason, Rashim was running. He had a stick over his shoulder. Look at that big club thing over his shoulder. Yeah, he's got a weapon. His pants are filthy. He looks like he's either been through water or mud. Mm -hmm. And he's got bruises all over his arms and back. Jesus. Yeah. It it looks like, to his family at least, and to the investigators that have looked at it, that he's running. Yeah. That he runs past this cam. Like he's running, you know, from someone. Mm-hmm. Like he told the cops yeah. about. Yep. So that was actually how they found his body because then they brought cadaver dogs in and found the remains that they found. Uh-huh. But they, and they had shown this picture to his mother so that she could verify that, yeah, that's my son. Mm-hmm. But obviously, this picture was really alarming to his family. Yeah. You know? There were some rumors with locals. The private investigator did a lot of uh, poking around town. Mm -hmm. And some of the locals told the PI that Carter may have dated or flirted with the white daughter of a cop in town. Now, before you at me about making this about race, this county has an active KKK chapter. Jesus Christ. And this was one of the most violent counties in the country during the civil rights movement. Oh, my God. Other black people told his mom that they consider this to be a sundown town. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Meaning that this is not a town that is safe for you to be in out or to be out after dark in. Especially if you you are black. If you are black. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a really, really worrisome really worrisome thing now we don't know if this had anything to do with a white woman that kind of creates an Emmett Till kind of uh you know scenario but we also don't know that he doesn't right but we know he went to the cops and they completely ignored him yeah now the PI also says that somebody withdrew money from Rasheem's bank account two days after he died something else that the sheriff's office has denied or says that they can't verify. So we don't know if, again, 
what we're going on is a lot of stuff the PI is uncovering and saying, and, and some of the things that the attorney is saying versus the sheriff's department basically countering all of it. Because the sheriff's department isn't actually investigating this. I mean, that's pretty clear. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh, that breaks my heart for his family. Oh, it's, it's, they have looked and looked and looked. They've done everything that they possibly could. They have tried. They've done everything that they could. And they did eventually, um, there have been some protests and some marches in this town that got Good. ugly with locals. Ooh. I'll share a little bit more of that here in a moment. But uh, so to, there was the younger child in Taylorsville that told kids in school that they found a body in the, their family's hog pen. Later, there was a video that circulated, and I tried to find this video, and I couldn't. But according to Mother, Mother Jones, there was a video that circulated of an older student at a classroom podium joking about Carter's death. He oh. said, and these were his words, the police turned him down, but a local man's pigs didn't. Oh, God. He describes how the man's pigs were chomping on Carter's legs and vomited his remains, which he says were then buried. Buried, He said, he's got Rashim's body parts all over in his yard. So FBI, y'all need to go search his house. And the kids are laughing like this is some kind of a comedy sketch. Oh. And of course, the family is horrified and they're wondering if there's any truth to it because now there's two different kids saying that this was somebody's pig pen. Yeah. Well, this is how the mafia used to get rid of bodies. Right. They would throw them in a pen of hungry hogs and the hogs would eat all of them. Right. Well, serial killers have done the same. Yes. Yeah. So, of course, they're wondering, is there possibly a need for that? White supremacists have also been known to do that. Well, I mean, whose property were these bones found on? And what's their connection here? Mother Jones tried to find out what they did find out about that family from another local is that they may be a distant relative of the sheriff however it sounds like everybody in this town is a distant relative of each other mm -hmm. sounds like it. so there we don't know but during the protest uh in february there was another protest and a huge group of law enforcement from four different counties were there to, uh, you know, protect the town. There were white people from this town yelling racist taunts at these folks and verbally confronting them. His family said, why is it that if people from, if law enforcement from four counties could come to this town, that these guys couldn't drive over county lines to drop our son off safe at his hotel when he had no other option to right. get back to it. Yeah, where were all these law enforcement, you know, keeping Rasheem Carter safe? There's a man from Taylorsville named Jane, James Ainsworth who posted a message on Facebook. It's now been deleted. This is what it said. If they come back and threaten me again, I will be healed and I will send the next black sons of bitches or bitches to, oh, bitch or bitches to see their hog ate brother in hell. I do promise everyone in this godforsaken land which I live in that true talk white power. Oh my God. Yeah. Somebody yeah. needs to burn this town down. 
right? I mean, that's what's going on here. Holy hell. This is, it's really bad. It's really bad. That's awful. And so obviously tensions are super freaking high. And we still just don't really have any answers about what happened to Rasheen. But obviously, something, you know, something. Obviously, and, and to say that there, to try to just close this out and say that there was just no foul play is just insanity. It is insanity. It's complete and total bullshit. And if you think that this country is going to fall for that, Sheriff of Smith's County, no. you are very wrong. Yep. Yep. Now, the idea that a body could decompose that fast is not completely off the table, according to some of the medical experts that Mother Jones had spoken with. Um, it, they said it just really depends on all of the conditions. Right. Um, however, for the teeth to all be removed from the skull, too, is that happens over time. But for that to happen in a month is pretty hard to imagine. Right. So this is help for sure. Mm -hmm. So this is where it stands right mm -hmm. now. He had a little girl named Cece. Mm. Now doesn't have a daddy. His mom, his cousins, his, the rest of his family, mm. they all uh, are horrified and furious and they don't know what to do. Right. So they are continuing to keep pressure on the police department to investigate. The, their attorney is calling for the FBI to step in. That's what investigate. I was going to say. It's time that the feds got involved here. Now, and the sheriff was like, well, I'm, I'm fine with me. The FBI can come in if they want to. We've got nothing to hide here. These guys just, you know, they're, they're just accusing us of a cover-up and we don't know anything. But don't you? Because somebody knows something. Pretty sure you do. Yeah. And just not trying doesn't mean you don't know anything. Yeah. Wow. So yep. gross. Yep. So... And again, the sheriff says they're still investigating or uh, investigating again, I guess. My but ass, it's just yeah, very, man. yeah, it was very hard to trust this, any of this. Yeah. Uh, one of the members of the, uh, or no, actually, I think it was the attorney said that when this case all hits the table, if it ever does, that this will be much worse than George Floyd. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. But we cannot just sit back and let no. Rasheem Carter's family not get any justice. And no. who the hell killed him? Yep. And why aren't they in prison? Yep. And, and why is this being covered up? So it's a really big case. Again, I really urge you to read the Mother Jones article and, and the other materials that I'll share in the case notes. And then make your own, come to your own conclusions, you know? I, I would say that it's very possible that some of the things that the family, you know, are hearing from their PI may not be true. But maybe at least some theories coming forward versus uh, he laid down and died and coyotes stripped him out and spread him throughout the land. I mean, there needs to be a better explanation than that. So at any rate, that's that's what we know. So wow. all the love to Rashim's family. Um, mm -hmm. They have been rock stars. They have done everything they possibly could. They are getting great support. And we want to see that continue. So there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you for our last uh, segment. And I believe that is a true crime news update. Yes, it is.
You know, we all sleep a little better when murderers are put away for good. And recently that happened for a man named Lawrence Anderson. So Lawrence had been paroled and convicted on multiple felonies in Oklahoma. His last crime, he murdered his neighbor, hooked her heart, and then he tried to feed it to his relatives. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then he also killed them. What? Lawrence is a seriously bad dude. He's 43 years old. He um, murdered his neighbor, Andrea Lynn Blankenship, in her home and then cut out her heart to cook it and eat it. Um, he also murdered his 67-year-old uncle, Leon Pye, and uh, the victim's four-year-old granddaughter, Leon's granddaughter. Oh. Chaos Yates at their Chickasha home. My God. It was in 2021, and he was out on parole at the time that he committed oh. his murders. Yeah, I know. We've seen this before. Really dangerous, violent criminals that get out on parole and then immediately reoffend. Reoffend, right? Um, he did. He did admit to these murders. And, um, yeah, this was really, really violent. He did some really serious damage. He gouged out his aunt's eye. My gosh. Like, this guy is not someone who um, should ever be out on the streets again. No. He has such a long criminal history, such a long violent criminal history. This is somebody that needs to go away forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, his his criminal record is just as long as your arm. Wow. This is where we struggle, I think, in the legal system about what to do with folks like him. Yeah. Um, but he has now been convicted of these murders and he's been sentenced to life without parole. Thank God. So I don't know about you, but I sleep a little better knowing that uh, Lawrence can never get out again oh uh, yeah yeah so, yeah um i have not followed that story before but in reading yeah. the story i went well i'm glad he's locked up at least because unfortunately yeah. that is all we have mm-hmm. to handle individuals like lawrence that are this violent all we yeah. have is to put them behind bars forever yeah i hope someday we have something better than that honestly i don't even know what it would look like but yeah i don't either well, you know, we're not much for prevention here in the U.S. when it comes to no, we're not. violence and violent crime. Yeah. We are definitely cleaning up after the fact. We're all about punishment. We're not about prevention. And this is yeah. one of those cases where maybe yeah. some prevention would have helped. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But good Yikes. news. He's not well, ever again. Well, thank God for the victim's families that they can rest easy knowing now that he'll never, ever see the light of day again. Yeah. Yikes. All righty. Well, that's Wednesday. We'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. And there's some big ones. There's two big cases 
Actually, mm -hmm. three if you want to count Gwyneth. I don't know if you do. But that's looking <laughs> like quite the belligerent herd circus, actually. Uh, I think we should keep an eye on that one, yeah. <laughs> it, it might deserve a little attention. Mm -hmm. uh, but Zacharias Anderson, uh, is. Uh, it, it's possible that by the end of uh, Wednesday that the jury could be back on his case. So that they, oh, Closing arguments were Tuesday. And sentencing Tuesday, Wednesday for uh, Aiden Pucci. So. Yeah two big cases that definitely need some attention. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll tell you all about it. Also, you guys, I have personally followed and waited for this day for two years. There has finally been arrests in the murder of the baby old crow. Yes. I was so happy when you sent me that. Mildred old crow. Mildred really. old crow. Yeah. And this is, a, a, I mean, we covered this case a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so you may not even be familiar with it, but we will update it Wednesday night and tell you what's going on because finally her caregivers have been charged. And why it has now. taken this long, I can't ever, I will never know. But mm -hmm. I'm so, so happy to see this. Yeah. That little one deserves all the justice. So anyway. So 7 p.m. Mountain, Wednesday night, live stream. Mm -hmm. And then if you are a subscriber, the cold read party will be directly after that. So that's still what we have going on this week. Mm -hmm. So per always, like, share, follow. Uh, if you want to give us a tip or buy us a coffee, you can head over to truecrimesquad.com to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we're really trying to grow our fit, our Twitter base. So if you're mm -hmm. a Twitter, a tweeter, twatter, tweeter. <laughs> we haven't been until very recently. We're really trying. So go over to Twitter and follow us if you would. Uh, we're trying to get a little bit more prolific over there. So. Yes, we are. Yeah. All righty. Well, have a good day. Please do something good for yourself. You know you deserve it. Mm -hmm. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. Thank <music> you.